0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goofs and Gamble's podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Joko, how is the apology tour going so far?
1: I I haven't finalized my list, but there's definitely a couple things I have to, like, address. Uh, It's not great. I don't feel awesome. It is week one. Um, Maybe I'm... I could still be right on a lot of these, but I... I definitely feel like I'm wrong in a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a so-so week, uh, I guess, in, in college football. Um, you know, we had some, some good plays, some uh, <laughs> plays that definitely did not work out. Uh, and I think that's kind of across the board. Uh, most people had that same same feeling. So I guess uh, what what is your biggest takeaways from this past weekend?
1: Well, first and foremost, I just want to say I went eleven and twelve on week one picks in college football. I lost one point eight seven units, so it wasn't the worst possible outcome. I saw plenty of other people go way worse, and they're paying people are paying for way more than what they're doing. So I do want to say, hey, this is just the beginning. We will get better. Uh,
2: the first thing that
1: I caught my eye of, like, what the fuck, I was completely off on that,
2: Colorado. Colorado easily yeah. the biggest shocker of the week. I feel
1: for some. <laughs> now, I want to at least clarify my reasoning going into this because I don't think I'm still. I don't think I'm insane for thinking that they were going to be terrible.
2: He's a debut Power Five coach that inherited a one and whatever team.
1: I did not think he was going to be great this year. I expected it to build over the years to come. So I want to make sure that is clear. But them putting up 50 on TC, it was quite a surprise. Um, Honestly, as a Longhorn fan, hilarious. Um, And also as a Longhorn fan, our whole Big 12 conference is fucked. So we really need to uh, win every single game to get any kind of recognition by the end of the year.
0: Uh, I think my biggest takeaway is the Pac-12 went undefeated <laughs> this of all seasons um, just kind of uh, weird time for that to happen
1: and if I could piggyback on one other thing with your Pac-12 uh, learning moment I've, I want to apologize for DJ I will learn your last name and how to pronounce it sooner or later think, I don't think it was your fault I don't think it was DJ's fault now <laughs> after watching the Clemson Duke game last night, I think it's a Dabo problem because that it is was a Dabo awful to watch.
0: Problem. We've seen Venables uh, struggle since then, and then um, they brought in—I can't think of the guy's name—but the the new coordinator, uh, and Dabo already threw him under the bus after one game. It was. Uh,
1: Isn't it? The it was new offensive
2: coordinator.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who that is, uh, right? Um something that's not Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley's but brother. Is it? I gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um which if you remember a couple years back, he was like, Oh man, it felt felt weird playing against my brother, felt kinda of bad when TCU just smoked him. But yeah, that's a that's a whole other thing. But yeah, that's um that was Lincoln Riley's brother, which by the way has only scored fourteen points in the last eight quarters. He's been an offensive coordinator.
2: That is uh, not good, as they say. Um, Interesting. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, Clemson really does not seem like it's going to be their year. Um, Although it was a very weird game. They didn't punt the entire second half, and they also didn't score the entire second half. So weird, weird game. Um, Who knows? Maybe Duke's good, and we don't know. Uh, I don't. It was a decent true. team
1: last year. They were nine and four. They had a good defense. I just didn't expect them to actually. And realistically, if you look at it, the what Clemson was two red zone turnovers. If you get in the end zone, both those times it's 21 to 28, there could have been a possible game. Game would have shifted. I mean, it you never know. That's kind of the way. I I yeah. don't think Clemson's terrible. I wouldn't say that this is going to kill their season. I still think they'll find a way to get into the Pac-12 championship or at least be in the hunt towards the end of November. It's just, I think the ball security at that point and the red zone is the issue there.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, they've got two more weeks to get it together before uh, they get Florida State at home. Uh, obviously a great week for us Florida State fans. Uh, I mean, almost a, a perfect game uh, other than... You know, we gave up a couple of big plays uh, early in the game, but I think the entire world uh, saw that this is the Florida State team we had been talking about in the offseason and thinking, like, it I could be. Like,
1: I'll also say that about LSU. I mean, they were, what, fourth and one in their, on the within the 10-yard line twice? If they converted both of those, who knows what kind of game that could have been. I think yep. the situation's changed and all that kind of stuff, so I'm not completely out on LSU anymore. Uh did Brian Kelly make some terrible decisions coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he gets better. He's a, I, I've, I've always thought he's kind of been a shitty coach. Um, yeah. But I do think that LSU is not completely dead, and we might get some good value on both LSU and Clemson in the next week to come on the overreaction lines here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, okay. Uh, I guess you have anything else on the apology tour before we get into uh, this week's uh, lines?
1: Texas fucking tech. Um, I will <laughs> yes. never talk. I will never talk well about them again. And the one time I do, they completely make me look like a dumbass. So they're dead to me once again. Fuck them. Uh, what other thing? Uh, I had a list of things. I was like, I gotta really bring up and talk about. Texas Tech was the one that really pissed me off because, like, how dare they? Uh, Houston. Dana Holgeson actually uh, has a decent defense for the first time, I think in my life. They held UTSA, which is a known overs team to like 13 points. So kudos to them. Hopefully that's a good big 12 add on because our big 12 conference looked like shit this week.
3: Uh, Any thoughts
0: on your uh, Texas? I know you were boots on the ground for that one.
1: Um, It was 160 degrees on the field. I was, in a bad mood just because of the heat. I think I've cooled down and calmed myself a little bit. (laughs) I did look up uh, some stats. Compared to our week one last year when we played against ULM, we had more, or we had less passing yards, less rushing yards, and defense gave up more yards in that game than we did against Rice. So, I'm not saying we completely sucked. I do think that we just did not give a shit. I think we played to their level for a lot of the quarter. I think you really saw the what the offense could have been in the third, and then we pulled the guys afterwards when the game was basically sealed up. I'm not worried. I think at the moment and at the time of 160-degree weather in a stadium, I was restless and angry. So there was a little bit of overreaction for me on Saturday. Other than that, I think we'll be fine this week.
2: Uh,
0: I, while we're uh, transitioning here, I pulled up the odds to win the college football championship. What do you think Clemson's odds are currently?
1: I mean, they've had to drop past uh, twenty to one. Maybe I would say maybe forty to one.
2: Seventy-five to one. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Florida State is ten to one. So they have actually I'm on FanDuel
1: right now. Clemson is 120 to 1. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. Schools ahead of Clemson right now. North Carolina's tied with them to, for possibility of winning the championship. Schools that have a better odds than them. Texas A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Mississippi. So we might as well just put them in that category there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we still think only one of Ohio State and Michigan are making it, but I guess maybe this will be the year they both make it.
1: Yeah, no, actually, I'm I'm really I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't think Ohio State beats Penn State. I think Ohio State loses the next like three games this year.
0: That would be exciting. Uh, I wouldn't mind
1: that. Penn State did look good. I, I think they. By the way, that is the biggest travesty in all gambling I've ever seen in my life. Thoughts and prayers. Anybody that was on the West Virginia line of 21, that was uh, fucking brutal to watch. Uh, That being said, uh, I think Drew Allard looked really good for Penn State. That is a there's a lot of talk that he could be the they could take on the Big Ten and beat Michigan. Michigan didn't have a what Michigan scored 30 points in the first half and didn't score any in the second half. That's almost like a moral loss of them. Ohio State didn't play well against Indiana now. That was on the road. It was 27-3. to 3. It just wasn't a good classic Ohio State offensive performance. You yeah. know, that big, big 12, or I'm sorry, big 10 could be pretty interesting towards the end of the year. But Penn State really showed a lot.
3: Yeah,
0: hopefully they are legit uh, to put some pressure on those other schools. Um, the only thing, uh, real quick on the title thing, I would say is if you're a Florida State fan, right, and you think, oh, okay, this is our year, 75 to 1 or 120 to 1, it's a great time to hedge on Clemson. I mean, a fantastic time. <laughs> Clemson was probably, what, 8 to 10 to 1 before that game? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, do an emotional hedge, do a little sprinkle on 120 to 1, and just pray that whoever makes it out of the ACC, if it's Florida State, you're happy, or if it's Clemson, you have a chance to win a lot of money, and you can do some hedging. Some very exciting hedging opportunities
2: then, but uh, okay, um, I guess let's get into this week's slate. Are we talking college here? Yes. Cool. So I'm just going to kind of go off of uh, the featured games. I think our
1: friends. Yeah, night we can kind of skip
0: some of the uh, older ones, or the yeah. not older ones, the oddball ones.
1: Yeah. So the first one I see is Illinois Kansas on Friday night, just to have something to look at. Uh, Illinois is going into Kansas. The Kansas quarterback Daniels will actually be playing, and they're only favorite three points.
2: Yeah, seems low.
1: Like, yeah, I sort of like Kansas. Uh, I realistically would probably take them on the money line at minus 164 just as a safer bet. I don't want to risk only winning by two points or anything like that or pushing. So okay. that is probably what I lean on. I do like the fact that the quarterback is now going to come and play. He was hurt last week, and he's
2: healthy now. Okay. Yeah, I definitely like Kansas. I think that's going to be one of our picks for our weekly pool. Yeah.
1: I think the next marquee game I see that's, like, first up, uh, Nebraska at Colorado.
2: Yeah. Colorado uh, favored at
0: home. Their first home game, and I'm sure it's going to be sold out. There is going to be yeah, nothing but media at, uh, attention on it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if game day just decided to show up. Like <laughs> the hype train for Colorado is very real right now.
1: It It is probably the greatest love story of all college football right now. My mom is was talking to me. She was like, I want to go get a Colorado Jersey. She doesn't even watch football. Yep. So that's kind of where we're at at this point. Everybody and their mothers are loving Colorado. Um, uh, I was actually expecting Colorado to be a bigger favorite because I was getting really excited to take, I don't know, Nebraska like five and a half. But it looks like Colorado's only favored by two, two and a half points.
0: Yeah, I'm showing three on mine, um, but that's still not a lot. I think the consensus is that Colorado went from a team that won't win any games to a team that's going to be in a shootout every game. Um, so... I don't know. Uh, I think Colorado probably wins by more than one score, but I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, at least by Nebraska standards.
1: (laughs) So that over-under is what fifty-eight and a half.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I
0: mean, looks
2: like it's creeping up towards fifty-nine.
1: It's going to be interesting because I mean, I watched Nebraska play, and their offense looked pretty shitty. Um. Now, I'm, I'm blanking out on who they played.
2: They played... Uh, give me two seconds, I'll find it. Nebraska played... Not Northwestern, was it? No.
0: Rutgers? No. Am I making that up?
2: They played Minnesota,
3: which Minnesota, was a
1: 10-13 right. game. Yeah, so nothing too... I mean, nothing offensively explosive like we saw with the Colorado team. So I'm a little worried about that over... because it. I don't know. That one I'll have to see where the money's laying at cuz right now I'm sure everybody and their
2: moms betting on Colorado. Yeah, I can't I mean I can't think of a reason not to bet on Colorado.
3: Uh, right now like are, definitely are you in
0: remotely scared if if this game was even switched
2: and it was in Nebraska would you really be scared of Nebraska?
1: Yeah, because Nebraska fans would show up, and that place can get pretty rough.
2: I yeah, don't... but I don't think.
0: I think. I think the good thing about Deion Sanders is that he walk, He gets everybody around him to have a chip on their shoulder. Oh yeah. And I think they would just love to shut up eighty thousand Nebraska fans, but instead, it's going to be at like sixty thousand Colorado fans who have been dormant for three decades.
1: There's, there's going to be a lot of first-time people that have never been into the stadium just because of what's yeah. happening now.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: They're going to have to put signs all over campus where the stadium is.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably leaning in Colorado on that one, and I know that's kind of an obvious pick, but I just want to see where the money is. The next popular yeah. game I have up is Utah at Baylor.
2: Spicy. Um, Spicy matchup there.
1: Without a doubt, give me Utah. You don't lose to a fucking, you, don't, you uh, by the way, good congrats to Texas State. That was really cool to watch. Uh, first ever Power 5 win for their program. Um, Baylor looked fucking terrible. Baylor looked awful on defense. They let Texas State score 40-something points. I think that's the most they scored all of last year. So Utah, and I, I'm assuming Cam Rising's coming out. Because he was borderline playing last week, and he's got plenty of time to rest up since then. I'm assuming Cam Rising's playing, and that's seven and a half is too small. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely
2: in- a a teaser candidate.
1: Oh yeah, so that's a lock there. I actually like the over just based on how bad Baylor's offense was or defense was. Forty-seven and a half seems a little small. I think Utah can put up at least thirty. Baylor could potentially score anywhere from. 15
0: to 17 points. Okay. One that's also at the noon time frame that I'm looking at the line right now going, "Mm, I'm teasing that Georgia is only favored by 42 against ball state at home. Um, I just, yeah, only 42. But if I do my usual 13 point teasers, I'm getting a minus 29 and I will lock that in all day.
2: Um, Ball State got, I would, if I remember right, blown out by Kentucky.
1: Let me look at that.
2: What was that? This
0: past week. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and just reserve that one right now while we're talking. 44-14.
1: to 14, So, they lost by 30? To Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. Which was, uh, we were on the first half uh, Kentucky line there, and that was quite a sweat. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why wouldn't she do 13 points on top of the 43.5 and make it 57, basically?
3: Um,
0: the only reason I wouldn't is because of, like, what was it, Oklahoma versus Arkansas State this past week, where it was like 80 to 0 or something, 81. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know. It was an FCS school versus an FBS school. Two different situations.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, either one could probably win, right? Georgia wins by forty-eight, yeah. and both those teasers would hit. Um, that's why I like the thirteen-point teasers. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, what do you got for Notre Dame, NC State?
1: I'm uh, kind of excited. Notre uh, Notre Dame looks really good again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm on the Sam Hartman train. I I do have the Heisman ticket in there for him. Just I like the school. Like the attention he'll get. I think that's a good marketing yep. thing that they'll do for him. So, do like that as a play. Um, seven seems like a good amount. They are going into North Carolina State, and I feel like that shell's like Lubbock. Weird shit happens there, so I do get a little nervous about that. But I think that Notre Dame's defense has really showed up this past two games. Now, they have played kind of weaker opponents, so it's kind of hard to really
2: judge that. I would, I'm leaning Notre Dame. I'm definitely also leading Notre Dame on that one. Uh, seven and a
0: half, maybe do a seven-point teaser if you have those uh, on there. Or maybe just throw the money line into a parlay. It's minus 300 right now. Put them with a couple other big favorites. And, yeah, just need them to win, which I think they will.
1: Yeah, and this is another game where it's at 50 and a half as the over-under. I would lean the under. I think this is an easy 20-10 to 10 type of game or 20-7 to 7 type of game.
2: Uh, Next up,
0: uh, a game that uh, I think we both wish both teams could lose, uh, Texas
2: A&M and Miami. Yeah, um, this is a no-doubter. Minus four-and-a-half, Texas A&M. I kind of hope so, but also, I don't know.
1: I'm not
3: falling for it games for Miami.
1: I watched them again uh, this weekend. Right after the UT game, I do feel like they figured it out. Um, their five-star quarterback Wegman Kid is actually playing. They're playing up to standard. This is once again one of those times where you buy low with that team because I think everybody remembers how bad they were last year. Buy low. This should be a seven to ten-point favorite for them. Miami Florida didn't look uh, with their air raid offense didn't look great. It wasn't a very they're
2: still trying to figure that out over there. That's why I'm. I'll, I'll definitely take minus four and a half Texas a And M.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, Jimbo versus Miami. Uh, the great rivalry continues. Um, what else are you
1: at? Uh, Iowa, Iowa State, always a fun one. Uh, by the way, like I said, congrats Iowa. Cade is looking good, and he also they did look like they were going to score more points compared to last year. Yeah, round.
0: they scored like 24 points. It's like a new record.
1: Yeah, usually that's 12 safeties for them, but good for them. They actually scored legitimate touchdowns. This is always a fun game. I like the Iowa-Iwa State rivalry. This usually is college game day, but there's a way more important game there. That being said, I, I haven't watched too much in Iowa State. I know they can't tell how their suspensions are going. I feel like they may have done all right last week. I didn't really pay attention to them. They just weren't
2: on the radar. But, yeah, they beat Northern Iowa 30-9. to nine. This game
0: usually is like the second to last week of the year, normally. It feels like a weird time for that. But...
1: No, they they usually play like week one or week two because it's non-conference and they've always scheduled it that way. I know, kind of weird. They usually, like most schools have rivalry week near Thanksgiving, But this is their like. It's usually week one or week two that they play.
2: Uh, That being said, I think I'm with you.
1: Over of thirty six and a half. That is way too low. Yeah.
3: Yeah. For rivalry game. Army
2: Navy teams.
1: Yeah, this is an Army Navy. I understand it's typically low. I think last year their total was at forty four, which wasn't too crazy. But, yeah, over 36.5, I will take that. I think McNamara could put up at least 27 points. Iowa State can put up anywhere around 10, 15. This should be a well-over game.
2: Yep, I'm with you. What else we got? Uh,
1: UNLV Michigan, you have any thoughts on that? Michigan did not cover. They did not score their expected point value. Uh Kind of a kind of a lame thing to watch on Peacock that day.
2: <laughs> it was like the only thing because of the ESPN stuff that you could watch, and everyone was like, "Yeah, uh.
1: yeah." The, I finally figured out a hack to the ESPN thing. Hopefully, nobody's listening, but I I got into an system, and I'm like, I'm good with it now. So, Spectrum, y'all keep fighting the fight. Do whatever y'all need to do. I'm okay, but nice. yeah, that Michigan game was boring. Uh, what's yeah, your no, I on... think
0: we, I think we avoid that Michigan
2: game. I don't trust it.
1: I have nothing with it. What's your thoughts on the Jim Harbaugh saying there's no as defense; it's we fence
2: <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. God
0: forbid if we ever get a Jim Harbaugh versus Dion uh, matchup, it will be just endless suffering for all of us other sports fans. <laughs>
1: I think Barball is like a Dabo Sweeney light. It's like he's a Diet Coke of Dabo Sweeney.
2: Yeah, Dabo's kind of in his own category, though, because Dabo was, like,
0: just mercilessly ridiculed for so long. Remember, clumsening was a term until they finally got over the hump. Uh, That his chip on the shoulder is just... It, it it comes from years and years and years of being mocked. And I don't think Harbaugh was ever mocked before Michigan. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Dabo's a, a weird dude. Um, not the guy I would play for, but, you know, <laughs> a decent program runner. Um, you know, got to give him credit for that. Clemson's had a lot of good players. And he's turned
2: themselves into one of the 10 best programs. So he deserves a little bit of credit.
1: He's a flash in the pan. He's done. He's a (laughs) bomb
2: now. What you got for uh, SMU Oklahoma?
1: I don't even have them as a featured game. Give me two seconds. Uh, SMU
0: Oklahoma at home favored by 16, according to mine. Over under 69. Oklahoma put up
3: 80 last week.
1: Yeah. OU had a a massive game last week. SMU did decent against LaTex. I think they put up 40. No, I'm sorry, 38.
0: Uh, these two teams I'm combined for away. 120 last week, and the over-under is only 69. Feels a little low.
1: I'm staying away. I'm staying away.
3: Okay. Both yeah. of these
1: schools, I mean, SMU actually played a legit FBS school, while Oklahoma played a FCS school. I, it's completely different stuff.
2: Okay. What else you got in the featured games?
1: Uh, featured game Next one I have up is two ranked teams. Mississippi going into Tulane. That is where we get an opportunity of a seven-point home dog with Tulane. Now, another apology I think I forgot. Uh, I was way too high on South Alabama. I really like South Alabama a lot. and feel bad that I uh, put them on a pedestal. They, they embarrass me a little bit. That being said, yes. I think Tulane looked really good. Watched the re-game recap of the highlights. Tried to do my best to kind of keep up as being at the game. I don't hate Tulane plus seven. I don't think Ole Miss had a great game. I could be wrong there. Yeah. They didn't have a good week one, I don't think, right?
0: Yeah, it's hard to, to judge them right off of, you know, just a single Yeah, week.
1: they only put up 73 points, so... <laughs>
2: Shit. Yeah, not, not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they played Mercer, 73-7. to 7. Well, it kind of seems about probably what it was, should have been. Um, I don't know. Are they at home for this? It
1: is at Tulane, so it would be a 7-point home dog.
0: Hmm. I'm interested to see who uh, comes out on this, but I think I'm going to avoid that one as well.
1: I'm leaning Tulane at the current moment. Uh, next one I have up for your game. Oregon at Texas Tech. They are in Lubbock. Oregon is a road favorite of six and a half points.
0: Yeah, so we're going to take Oregon in a
2: lot of things, right?
1: Yeah. Oregon also played an FCS school and put up 81 points. I... Hell would freeze over if Texas Tech somehow pulls off the upset. There is no fucking yeah. way.
2: Yeah, Uh, I think uh,
0: definitely throwing Oregon in some uh, parlays as well. Um, I just,
2: yeah, I don't see it after Texas Tech's uh, loss there. I think it's going to be a rough year for them. Yeah, especially since,
1: uh, I don't know if you heard about all this nonsense, our Big 12 commissioner basically said, oh, I'll be at the Texas, Texas Tech game to see if Texas Tech can get the job done. So there's already a very bad buy, like hate towards us from the Big 12, and I get it. We're leaving; they're losing their big money cows. But it seems a little blatant that this is happening in press. Like, I wonder what's really being said behind closed doors at this point, right?
0: Oh, much worse than that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure the Big 12 commissioner's a little bummed out that his uh, his uh, dark horse is not doing too hot. So that's as a Big 12. As a Texas fan and Oklahoma fan, I think we all have the same United, like, fuck them attitude. So yeah. that was really cool to see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy that now. I'm actually going to bet that as we talk. Oregon minus six and a half. I think that's an absolute no-brainer.
2: Yep, I'm with you. Okay. okay. Uh, what's next?
1: Oh, uh, do you want to save Texas-Bama for last?
2: Yeah, save that one do for last. you want to talk
1: about it now? All right, next one up, uh, Wisconsin at Washington State. Wisconsin had a decent game. They ended up winning pretty self-explanatory stuff there. Uh, they are going into
2: Washington State. Washington State, how did they do last week? One. I think they're I one of that. the last teams that's in the Pack 2 right? Yep, they definitely won.
1: Yep, 50 to 24. That was uh, another miss by me trying to take, trying to BQ and take Colorado State. I do remember this. Um, Back to the spread here. Wisconsin's a six and a half point road favorite, kind of like this Oregon matchup. I think Oregon's a better team than Wisconsin, so I don't necessarily love that. I think taking the home dog seems to make sense. That's where I'm leaning at this point right now.
3: Okay, Jeff.
2: Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably with you on that one. Yeah, uh,
0: other, are there any other ones?
2: See them.
1: Yeah, USC, Stanford.
2: I think this is USC's first home game. Am I mistaken yep. on that? Could mm, be right. Stanford beat Hawaii <laughs> in a
0: uh, thriller. Uh, yeah, just, Sorry, I don't know. Third home 20, 29 and a half is a lot, but also Caleb Williams
2: and then offense. I mean, why couldn't they win by 29 and a half? Unless yeah, uh, there's not much to
1: really talk about with Stanford. I guess they look better than uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> then, yeah, 30 points seems like a pretty good pick. Stanford's not. Throw some more respect great.
0: on uh, 2-0 and Vanderbilt's name.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad. They'll <laughs> so, yeah. oh, beat Forest. They'll I'm be
0: 3-0.
2: USC on that point. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you You're on uh, USC. First.
3: No, I don't Jesus think so either.
2: Up. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the key game of the week. This is the yep. uh,
1: probably game of the century, game of the year, game of a lifetime. Yep. Probably whoever wins this wins a championship this year, that type of game. Texas going in Alabama. Seven-point dogs on the road. Uh, not a great start for Texas. I think that's was seen. But it's very much like last year, where Texas also don't have a great start, and we went into that week saying, like, okay, Alabama's going to smoke us. There was one person that said, no, I think we'll cover. And that was Jordan Collins. And I think we'll do it again. I think seven points is too much for us.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Give us your thoughts on the uh, offensive line play by Texas.
3: I will actually
1: say the offensive line didn't look bad. Uh, I'm dead serious. They only gave up with the time that they had given Quinn to throw the fucking ball. That's okay. In my mind, Quinn's got to get the ball off the fucking out of his hand a little bit quicker. That's insane. Also Quinn just running around like an asshole. Not knowing where the fuck he's going just for no reason. Doesn't really help out the offensive line. Figure out where he... Like, there was no rhyme or reason why he was rolling out. That was what I was getting annoyed with. That being said, they definitely figured it out. Second half. That third quarter team is what we should have seen from UT from the first two quarters. I'm not worried. I think Texas wins. Or, I think Texas covers at least. I will be taking the money line. Because I think Alabama... Is one of the more overrated teams in college football right now.
2: Mm. As long as Jalen Milrow is getting some
1: support and love, I've seen enough Jalen Milrow to be like, this guy is not a good quarterback. I'm not worried. I would rather have Quinn and Malik Murphy over that game. I disagree with that part
0: of the statement, but I don't know. A lot of dogs out there for Bama. A lot of dogs. We'll see. Uh, I'm leaning towards Bama in this one. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I only saw bits and pieces of the Texas game, but it looked like they were just slightly better than Rice. Uh, and I don't know. It just I'd rather be like you know what Texas wins. I'll take the loss, hundred percent. But until then, uh, until they beat you know a huge major player like that, I'm just gonna go with the proven uh, Nick Saban uh, method.
1: Yeah. I mean, our one loss victory or one loss last one point loss last year, we had a way worse team than we do this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. I hope so for you. I'm rooting for
0: it for you. Uh, you See, that's just what I do, but
2: uh, yeah, I don't know. Going into Bama makes me a little nervous.
1: Same size football field, who cares?
0: Okay. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but FSU, uh, Southern Miss.
2: It is currently 30.5 at home. Any reason not to take the Noles by a lot? Nope. That is a
1: bona fide pick right there. There's, I mean, the way they just manhandled LSU... Absolutely, take FSU. No, no rhyme or reason. Just do it.
2: All right. Cool. Um, anything else you want to add on
0: college football before we get to the big Thursday game?
1: I'm trying to find a decent game, but I—I I mean, it's that week two kind of like dead time. I mean, we got all hyped up, and then we hyped up for some of the few. Big I'll tell you weeks, what, and it kind of goes back to the non-conference week two games.
0: In our uh, college football pick-em contest, I went ahead and, while we were talking, selected nine games. You tell me how you feel about these nine, and then we got to find one more. Kansas, minus three and a half.
2: Lock. Lock it in. Colorado, minus three and a half. Lock it in. Sure. Notre Dame, minus seven and a half. Yes. UCF, minus three and a half, going to vote Boise State. I don't like that one. Okay, we'll put that in the maybe pile. Oregon, uh, six and a half
0: to, against Texas Tech.
1: Yep. Yep, never again. We will never fucking. Even if we were wrong, we were still right about how bad Texas Tech is every single week this week.
0: Uh, FFCU, minus 30 and a half. We just discussed that. Um,. How do you feel Auburn, 6.5 uh, against California?
1: Auburn looked good. Auburn looked pretty yeah.
2: good. Um, I think...
1: They had a pretty fun offense. I, I saw that they scored, I think, over 40 points, right? Yeah. No, it looked good. I'm a... um, 59 against UMass. I mean, it looked pretty creative. It looked like a fun thing. Uh, this is uh, Hugh Freeze, massive offensive guru there, but I, I really like the way their team is.
0: And what about Houston, minus nine and a half against Rice? Who are
1: they playing? Rice. Houston should take care of business.
2: Yeah. Okay. Is there any on there that you feel we should take a look at?
1: Texas State, 12 and a half points going into UTSA. Um, They were 27-point dogs to Baylor. And then won by 15 points. UTSA looks sloppy as all hell against Houston. I wouldn't be shocked if Texas State pulls off the upset, the I-35 rivalry there. But I really nice. do like Texas State plus 12.5. Um, we don't have to put that in as a lock now, but I want to see where the money's going on that. And see how... I don't want to see a massive overreaction and everybody betting on Texas State. Cause then I feel like okay, the ship's rigged, we're fixed, it's fixed, go UTSA, right? I wanna yeah. see what happens there. Um Other one I feel like is a kind of a I'm gonna ride the North Carolina over fifty-eight and a half on App State. If you remember last year that game went hit the over of sixty in like the second quarter. Yes.
0: I'm with you
2: on that, although we can't do that for the pitch picks pool. Oh but. yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I forgot uh, where I'm at here. Uh I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Georgia minus forty-two
0: point five and eh, probably stay away. Michigan minus thirty-five point five, probably a stay away.
1: Um You know what you're right, know. I'm back on Central Florida to beat Boise.
2: Okay. Um Washington, Minion, Georgia Southern? maybe minus six and a half, getting UAB at home. Uh that'd be something better, right? I mean, yeah, there's definitely a, a decent amount of slated games to pick there from. Um, Purdue goes into Virginia Tech. Minus two and a half for Virginia Tech at home.
0: Or do you like Wick like Forest Christmas minus ten? Yeah, I know.
2: Uh or do you like Wick Forest minus ten and a half against Vandy at home? I don't like the I don't like the hook there. Um I had a game. Give me two seconds. I saw it. It shined in my face. I really liked it. Oh boy. Okay. While we're doing that, I'm here if it's there. I am going to pull up while we do that. Where did it go? See, there's something weird about James Madison being seven-point favorite against Virginia on the road. I noticed that. It's kind of a disrespectful to Virginia, but also maybe, Virginia's probably just not that good.
1: How do we feel about University of Texas at El Paso,
2: UTEP, as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road to Northwestern? I think we played. Um, I don't know. If you're Northwestern, you, this is like one of only like three games you really have a, a great shot at winning, right?
1: Yeah, they did not look good against Rutgers, so I'm trying to like what compare about... UTEP to a team. I think that's a good comparison for them.
0: Didn't you just say uh, Massachusetts lost like 58-7 to 7 or something?
1: Yeah, to Auburn.
0: Auburn. Uh, Miami, Ohio, minus six and a half. Can Miami over Ohio win by seven after playing Miami this past week? I mean, they didn't really do amazing versus Miami, but... Interesting. Well, we'll just leave it at 9 for now, and I'm sure we'll come up with another one, and then we'll post
1: them up on Twitter later. You want to talk NFL?
0: Yeah, let's just talk uh, real quick about the Lions-Chiefs game Um, because that is Thursday night. We are back. Fantasy football is back. All is good in the world. Uh, Chiefs at home, favored by 6.5, over under 54. Kind of feels like... I'm leaning towards Kansas City, minus six and a half. I think the Lions hype, it's not that it's
2: not warranted. It's that it's still not at the level where they're as good as the Chiefs. I don't know. And this might just be crazy here.
1: Any team that got more than three and a half points going up against the Chiefs was 10 and four against the spread. So... Chiefs Thinking really about that as covering. well. Chiefs are not a good covering team. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, the over for both the Lions and the Chiefs in Week One are like twenty-four now. So for the last twelve years, both teams have hit the over each Week One game.
0: Love it. I would love to. I would love a shootout. Give me right. a Chiefs Lions shootout think, Thursday night.
1: Yeah, it it would be nice if Break the streak of the primetime unders pick here. Uh, so, do love that. I, I kind of like the over there. That's kind of where I'm leaning that direction. Uh, the Lions, since Dan Campbell's been in the league, is 23 and 11 against the spread. That is the NFL's best.
2: Oh man, now you're starting to convince me.
1: Lions were 5 and 2 against the spread as road underdogs last season. Also an NFL best. Jared Goff is 31-33-2 against the spread in the outdoor games. Uh, some more, let, let me try to talk you more into the Chiefs direction here if you want. Super Bowl champs are 14-8-1 against the spread week one the following season. Andy Reid in the season opener is 77 and 3 against the spread, 9-1 straight up in the season opener against the Chiefs. So if I got anything from this little list of trends here for week one, I really do like the over, and I'm almost willing to do a teaser, a little seven point or six point teaser, taking the Lions spread to bumping it up to around 13 ish, and adding, uh, taking away six points from the over, making it around 48.
0: Let me uh, follow me, if you will, into a little prediction thing, right? Game kicks off, Chiefs win the toss, Lions get the ball. Lines go down and drive. Guess who's not playing for the Chiefs? Well, Chris Jones. He's holding out.
1: That's another you know who thing.
0: loves,
2: loves a goal-line vulture touchdown? David Montgomery. 10-1 one first touchdown. Thoughts? But... I love it. I mean, I'm a big David Montgomery guy. Always will be.
1: Uh, definitely like that. I also love a good deep pass on Monroe St. Brown toward to start the game. Uh, Other first touchdowns that I think are pretty like most commonly first touchdown last year was Travis Kelsey, I believe for like the last four weeks, which he went on a streak of never getting the first touchdown. Then the last like five weeks of the season, I think he was on a streak of he got every single Chiefs first touchdown. Uh, I like Pacheco for the running back there. If you're going to take both ways, Pacheco, Kelsey, on the Lions side, I would take Monty or Amon Rao St. Brown.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think a little sprinkle. Um, The thing about this one is usually
0: like in a lot of matchups, the running back will be like 3 or 4 to 1 to score. Right. Uh, I mean, you can get Pacheco and Montgomery 8 to 1, 10 to 1 and you're basically getting plus 700 that Running back scores the first touchdown. Um, And I don't think the Chiefs are going to be purposely scrambling Patrick Mahomes, you know, the first quarter of the first game of the season. And I don't, I'm definitely not worried worried about about Jared (laughs) Goff. Not too worried about the legs
3: of Jared
2: Goff. Maybe Clyde. Clyde is 28 to 1.
1: Is he even on the team?
2: (laughs) He is on the team. does (laughs) Doesn't
1: know. <laughs> is that like one of the biggest like first round like hype things for any fantasy thing that's just completely disappeared? Or do we put that under
2: the, the Jared Goff I mean, still... situation? Or no, he's still oh, part of the same team. I still give him a little bit of credit. There's much worse out there.
1: Yeah. All right, somebody from work is he's... actually reaching out to me. Give me one second.
2: Yep. Um, Elsewhere, looking at some other props here.
1: I kind of want to bring this up because I saw this article this morning. So public teams in week one, they go like four and out of the – not a lot of wins on this, so I at least want to bring this up. So these are all teams that have 60-plus percent of the bets. Uh, The number one bet team right now is Jaguars minus 4.5 at 86% of the bets.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
2: So I'm already putting that on my ticket right now. Uh,
1: the next one, that's 85% of the bets. The commanders at minus seven. A lot of people love the Commanders.
2: That. I'm going to put them in two. my survivor pool.
1: I actually already have them. I have the Vikings in mind for against the Tampa Bay Bucs.
2: Uh, hey, here's one. one is the
1: Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Well, I was just going to say for Thursday night, any QB to throw for
2: 350. Even i the under, no. No? Yeah, no. But you still think it's going to be a high-scoring
3: game?
1: Yeah, I don't, that doesn't matter. I think that there's going to be more running, in, if anything. I think Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Pacheco, and all that kind of stuff. And more of the like, you know, the bullshit kind of pitch passes that Pat Mahomes does will cause more of the actual offensive scoring. I mean, how many times did Pat Mahomes have over? Let me pull it up. How many times did Pat Mahomes have over 350 yards passing last year?
2: I don't know, but it is the Lions' defense.
0: Two so the Chiefs... I'll pull it up. Uh, while we're while you're doing that, what do you think the over/under
2: for Jameer Gibbs' longest reception? Uh, twenty-seven. 13 and a half. Take the over. Yeah, that's already already booked. That is one.
1: That's one dump off pass that just goes for fifteen yards, easy.
2: Yep. And they're already talking about him like he's going to be that guy that's going to be the Alvin Kamara of the Saints.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's yeah. your
2: uh, fun facts here.
1: Out of his last, I'm looking, out of his last 30 games. he's gone over 350 yards against the one, two,
2: three times. I'm sorry. He went week one against the Cardinals Against the Giants I'm sorry, the uh, 49ers. That was 423 yards. Yeah, he's only done it four times last year. I think the the Lions' defense is a lot better. Then let me pull up Goff real quick. Goff did it twice last year. That might be just a book promotion trap. That might just be too good to be true. See what else. If uh, I'm wrong, looks they can yell at me that Monday morning or Friday morning. Deal. Deal, deal, deal. To see if there's any of these other parlays here for Thursday night. Not a whole lot. Not really. Uh... Do you think i Ross St. Brown could get 130 receiving? He's on my fantasy team.
1: Why would he do that?
2: <laughs> do you think Montgomery could get 70 rushing?
1: I don't know how the, I like I've watched a lot of the Lions preseason game. I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know if Jameer Gibbs, because I'm hearing all the world of Jameer Gibbs is going to get the Alvin Kamara treatment of like, Basically a wide receiver running back, kind of split back situation there where he's going to get a lot of PPR receptions, things like that. Uh,
2: I have no fucking clue. I'm excited for the game. I think this will be a big learning point. I'm trying to like, I'm looking at receiving. Jared Goff.
0: Jared Goff, 305. Montgomery, 70 rushing. St. Brown, 130 receiving, 40 to 1.
3: I mean,
1: that's a good value, I guess. But right now, right off the bat, I'm just so looking at over-under for Jerry. five, bucks, you throw five bucks on
2: it's that, and then. Yeah. So he gets a 305,
0: a couple along Amon Ross, St. Brown, Briggs, uh, you know, a touchdown. Um, I think you're swaying me towards the Chiefs plus, or uh, the, sorry, the Lions plus six and a half, too.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: I'm going to be probably on the Lions just because it's too many points. Lions are a good covering team. Uh, I've I've been on this board for the last two years. Chiefs are not a good covering team. I'm going to fade them. I'm going to go
2: I'm going to win 13 bets out of that whole strategy there. It's going to be pretty easy. Uh, Anything else you got for that game? Nope, that is it. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that's uh, all we
0: got for today's episode. We'll be back probably Friday. Uh, looking forward to some NFL uh, this week, week one. We'll have a bunch of lines and plays for you guys. Uh, make sure to like, follow us, subscribe on the Twitterverse, all the fun places you'll find us on uh, Discord. Hit us up. Let us know how did your week one bets do, uh, Joko? Anything else?
1: Astros Moneyline, I think that's a lock of the day for me.
0: Ooh, Astros money line. okay. I'll go take a look and maybe do a little sprinkle there. Cool.
2: Um, all right, guys, well, thank you, and we will talk to you here in a couple of days.
3: Later, guys.